really everyone can get out there in some form with their digital uh, point of view, their their presence. Everyone's an influencer, something in some niche, some personal passion or pursuit. It's not about number of followers. It's about what you know. Evan, so, so wonderful to be talking with you here today. Thank you so much for joining us on Leadtail TV. Thanks for having me. Um, a fan of yours, as you probably know, and human to human, here we are. Yes, we are. Uh, although, you know, these days we go human to Zoom to human. So um, we're going to be uh, in this new era of, of live video streaming, which ironically is something that you are very well known in. And, you know, I've, I've admired you for not just that, but everything that you've been doing and how you just show up in the world and how you bring community together and people together. Um, one of the things that, um, that really impresses me is how consistent you are uh, in, in everything that you do. Um, and, and back on the live video and live streaming, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious, I'd love to just jump right in and just talk to you a little bit about that first on why live streaming is uh, a better way to communicate, especially right now to B2B audiences. Yeah, such an interesting question. And it was quite a, a pivot for me. I actually hated uh, video, live video in particular, I hated staring at my big mug on video. I I, uh, I saw I saw it as something you know sixteen year olds did on Twitch, and it wasn't really you know relevant to enterprise you know technology. And then the pandemic hit, and uh, all of that face to face stuff went virtual, and in particular, live became a way to really interact. Uh, in, in a meaningful way uh, in real time, obviously, and connect and leverage all these platforms that are just desperate for live streaming traffic. And so I, you know, I've come around full circle to hating it, to loving it. Imagine that. That's, um, that's quite a, that's quite a full circle from hating to loving. Um, what's <laughs> one thing that you, what's one thing that you, I guess, love about it that that you know now you're you look at it as as this wonderful place to be well it's interesting I, i'm a numbers guy and a, and a tech geek and so when, when i started measuring uh the impact of live streaming live video versus post-production high quality edited video there's there's just such a massive gap uh, wow. Thanks to the platforms and the way they uh, preference live traffic and promote it, and the way the audience, you know, serendipitously consumes live traffic, that it's just there's really no other way to have an impact mm. uh, via live uh, on social media. And given that's my wheelhouse, you know, being a social media uh, content creator and you know, quasi guru. It, it, it really was apparent live is the way future, uh, uh, forward and it's kind of the way uh, wave of the future for social media in all aspects, whether it's content creation, uh, marketing, e-commerce, selling, it's, it's, it's really happening live now. Why do you think more B2B brands aren't taking 
advantage of this and using live video? Well, you know our space. We're, we're stuck about 10 to 15 years in the past of marketing. You know, we're doing things as B2B sales and marketing people that we've always used to do. You know, golf outings and uh, email campaigns and uh, white papers. And the industry is very conservative, very staid, and it just isn't adopting any of the leading edge, cutting edge digital social technologies that are available out there. It sort of just waits uh, uh, until it's either too late or it jumps on the bandwagon. So such is the, uh, the life of a B2B marketer. Yeah. You know, um, do you think it'll ever uh, catch up or do you think something new is going to come in? Because marketing is so, it, it evolves so fast, um, you know, especially now, uh, given what we're looking at with AI and machine learning and, you know, virtual reality, all that kind of stuff. You you, you think live video is going to catch up eventually to B2B brands and they'll get a chance to you know, I think really so. I, I think I think the winners are are waking up and realizing the power of it, and um, the power of of live content and interaction and engagement in general. And uh, you, you, you know, so the ones that will succeed are succeeding, are leveraging live all over the place, are becoming content generation machines, and live is just one component of that. Uh, but there's a whole class of people who are frankly lost on social media who aren't turning into content creation engines, who aren't leveraging best practices in content marketing, who aren't leveraging social media to its full potential. And there's, uh, you know, they're going to be left behind. You know, uh, disruption isn't easy, as the dinosaurs uh, found out a few hundred million years ago. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, you know, I know, you know, uh, live streams naturally, you know, they invite more audience inter interactivity. I, that's one of the things that, that I love about it, um, you know, because now you can en either engage with your uh, audience as you're on live stream, which is not necessarily asynchronous, um, you know, in any other kind of posts other than live streams. So what, what do you think are some ways that B2B marketers can capitalize on that feature alone just to connect with their potential customers? Yeah, I think capturing that uh, that uh, real time engagement is is wonderful. Um, you know, interacting with your audience live through comments uh, is and shout outs is, is kind of fun. Um, and you know, screw ups are fun too when the cat you know runs on your desk and you know just you know gets in the frame. So, you know, real life is, is what and and real genuine conversations, human to human uh, conversations are what people want. And so when you're live, you're not on a script. <laughs> you're not reading a teleprompter unless you're the POTUS. Um, and so people realize that this is the real you. And I think that's kind of intriguing um, as a complement to everything else we're doing in social and digital. Mm. Oh, so well said. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things where um, everybody wants to feel seen and when you feel seen, uh, like I think you just said, when when you said you call out people or you do certain things, it really helps others to to not just interact, but take on a whole new dimension. It's almost like being involved in a movie or watching or being involved in, you know, something where you get a chance to do to uh, be with 
the topic, not just uh, be on the topic. And so, you know, what what are more ways that people can take advantage of um, or or even do after the live stream, you know, to capitalize on the engagement they've received on the video? Yeah, I mean, live doesn't preclude reuse of content uh, uh, as well. So every live I do, I take the MP4 and chop it up into, you know, highlight reels that could go on shorts or reels or TikTok or other platforms. You could create quotes. You can create an audio podcast of the live video. So these days, um, you know, content reuse, resharing, repurposing is like the name of the game in, in digital marketing. So it's really tremendous opportunity and um you know very light lifting these live platforms do it all so you don't really have to have an av person or a studio recording house to kind of create great looking and sounding content it's uh it's really a sea change in you, you know how we did things in the past you used to go into a studio and have a big green screen and you'd be surrounded by a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment and basically, you now can be your own personal little media engine mm. um, with no limits. So it's it's a really exciting shift to the content creators from the you know the big agencies or broadcasters or large firms that typically had a stranglehold on any kind of video content. Do you think that any of the shifts or changes with social media, um, you know, recently Facebook changed its feed? Um, you know, you're, I know you're huge on Twitter, uh, and, and LinkedIn and, and all the platforms are constantly changing. Is there ways that this content can be used in feeds, um, you know, after it ends or during, uh, the show that, that will still have that kind of relevance, um, as social changes? Yeah, no, I think I think you know Google and YouTube are still the 800-pound gorilla, and if you want to get seen and heard and searched and referenced and found, you just have to be on these platforms. And so, mm -hmm. doing YouTube Shorts, doing uh, YouTube videos, even if you don't have a giant off uh, audience, is really the way to reach that very uh, narrow audience. And B two B, we're going after audiences of tens or hundreds or thousands, not millions. So you'd really have to use some of these platforms to really reach and educate and communicate with your audience. Mm -hmm. um, and um, they're all there. You know, uh, used to be, oh, we used to hear, you know, doctors and maybe physicians and dentists, they don't spend time on social media. Well, we all do now. Every profession, every industry, every vertical, there is a platform to reach them. And increasingly, it has to do with uh, video and uh, and social. You know, um Amen. And, and and one of the things that I know, you know, like if you look at the Gary V approach, it's take you know, content yeah, and slice it up and put it out there in what 54 different ways. Um, I, I just heard you say you love it. What what do you love about that? Well, I love the um uh, the opportunity to get a maximum bang for the buck. Most people don't have time to spend 12 hours a day on digital and social platforms like I do nor is it healthy. I wouldn't recommend it. But if you have an hour a week to create a, a you know, a, a cornerstone piece of content that can be deployed in, you know, at 25 different ways over different platforms over the course of that next week. So you don't have to invest. This is the biggest complaint I get from executives, from clients. I don't have the time, right? No one has the time. 
Well, you have an hour a week to, to commit to creating a, a really interesting piece of content. And when you ha have that content that you can deploy simultaneously as an audio podcast, as video snippets, as a vlog, as a LinkedIn article with a video component, all of a sudden you're getting, you know, the multiplier effect, right? You're getting, you know, 20 times the use out of that one piece of content. And I think live has a lot of uh, opportunities there for that. Do you think it's something where someone can do that themselves or does it take a team to do that? Increasingly, the tools are there and you have to understand the tools. Uh, I won't plug StreamYard, but that's one example. Um, the, the tools are increasingly sophisticated where you can have AI create videos based on your blogs. You can have it AI automatically edit, uh, you know, sort of post-produce them. You'll have you have tools that AI can now write for you. It's, it's amazingly good content. So there's no excuse for uh, an individual not being able to leverage either automation and tools or resources like you find on Fiverr or other platforms to help you along the way for pretty short money. So yeah, I think with the right approach, an individual, I'm an individual like myself, can really move the needle without hiring, without having a very large team at all. Wow. Well, yeah, um, the tools are coming, and they're if not already here, I I agree with you, and um, and this is one of my favorite areas, as you know, and that's how do you humanize something that's and stay human and authentic within this zone of you know being able to automate, being able to artificially intelligent. I just made that up, by the way. I love and that. I'm going to totally steal that. I, I love, a great example is I'm not an artist. I'm not a designer, but I can go on Dolly or a dozen other platforms like it and create a, an amazing logo or image from my business or a picture from my blog, basically by describing to AI the type of picture, image, uh, mm -hmm. or photograph I'm looking for. So, I mean, that would have something that would cost you hundreds of dollars with a graphic designer uh, over several weeks to create, you know, even last year. So all these opportunities are, are creating this sort of, uh, Cambrian explosion of content creation opportunities. And, um, there's really no limits now. So how do how do you think that the authenticity piece comes through? How do you stay authentic or how do B2B brands stay authentic to their audience? You know, when they, uh, you know, is it, is it engagement? Is it more, um, you know, how do they buy from the people that they want to trust? Because if it's if it's automated in AI, where is that trust factor and what is the human factor and all that? Great, great question. I think it's about putting the employees out there to the degree they're open and interested to the public, identifying those internal uh, evangelists and, and getting them on the platforms. It's putting the C-suite sort of on the front line uh, and not hiding behind, you know, PR and marketing. It's it's human to human, right? It's mm. it's uh, uh, humanizing the brand by putting the people first, not the brand. And every company that's successful in doing that, you have Dreamforce this week mm -hmm. uh, with Salesforce, like Mark Benioff is out in the front, including with his own social presence, his own point of view, belief system, and leading from the front. And if brands did more of that, they'd mm. have more of that sort of human appeal. Well, I, that's a mic drop right there. I love that um, it, because it it really uh, signifies that you can't replace, um, you know, a human being 
um, at all with with uh, where we look to our leaders or even just um, our thought leaders within the companies. I know you get hired yourself to help in influence marketing and and thought leadership and 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 I'm curious and I'm you no know, everybody be curious how that how that might work in an authentic way uh, when as they're hiring um, uh, you know um, influencers or or thought leaders like yourself. Yeah, I really help them just put a spotlight on internal employees who are doing amazing work. I remember at Dell interviewing an engineer just at the ground level in autonomous uh, driving and AI. And this person wasn't out there publicly on social, but together we, we through interviews and podcasts, we kind of caught his, shared his point of view and his perspective. So it's, it's really tag teaming with uh, amazing resources that exist in all these companies and putting them forward together with influencers to kind of co-create really compelling content and something I'll be doing with with a brand actually in New York City, sitting down for several hours, just discussing topics with a CTO and then using that as, as, as a piece of content to get engagement and attention. So it's still about people, luckily for us. That's such a neat, um, you have a neat job. I love your job. It's a fun you job. Get- yes. And it beats the cubicle and 25 years in the uh, the corporate rat race. That That's for sure. So very happy to be independent. And, you know, in this era, era of recession and downsizing and uncertainty, really everyone can get out there in some form with their digital uh, point of view, their, their presence. Everyone's an influencer, something in some niche, some personal passion or pursuit. It's not about number of followers. It's about what you know. Um, and it's not often really who you know or what you know. It's kind of who knows you. And putting yourself out there, making yourself vulnerable and connecting on these networks can be can be very powerful personally and professionally. You know, there's a there's a uh, a, a great power also in something that you I've seen you do um, and, and I'm a part of. Uh, I don't get to participate as much, and I'm sure you heard that a lot. But you, you have this this genuine uh, way of building community and um, and creating communities where people are helping other people. And um, I know I'm in one of your groups on Twitter, and just uh, am fascinated by by how you do that. Community is my favorite thing in the world. I wish I had more more time for it. I'm sure you hear that all the time. Um, and so I'm curious, how do you use Maybe live streaming or um, or anything to build a better, more engaged community, a, a human community. That's a great point, and uh, that applies to individuals. Everyone has their "quote unquote" Rolodex. Uh, in the old days, it used to sit on our desk and like twirl around. These days, it's your personal connections, contacts from business, industry, and, and that's important. That's sort of your inner circle. But there, there's another outer circle of people, of followers, of of people who engage with you and your content, of connections that you make online through Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Insta, et cetera. And these these second order or weaker connections, if if they can be harnessed and and, and nurtured and and engaged with can really become a, a powerful community where you support each other, educate each other, you know, share each other's content. And, and just have fun uh, chatting and, and discussing, you know, trending topics of the day. So I do that on LinkedIn. I do that on Twitter. And increasingly now there are even tools 
to to sort of uh, formalize those groups. You know, there are many WhatsApp groups that are similar. Everyone knows what the Facebook groups look like, but these are more intimate uh, opportunities to collaborate with 10, 20, 50, 100, 200 people in your second or third order circle. And so if you're an individual, it's a great, it's kind of like a mastermind or support Mm -hmm. group of sorts. If you're a company and you can get your two, three, 400 uh, fans, you know, activated and engaged as part of a, uh, community building exercise that becomes even more powerful and it's really it's two-way you're not just asking for something you're giving something and supporting each other so um, whatever platform you're on there's a way to build that uh, that community do you think the community lives better in one place over another right now um, because it you know the reason I bring that up is because we don't really own the communities, if we're on social media platforms, even though they're under our name, uh, that can be taken away at any time. Is that something that you're you think about, or or is that not necessarily something that matters most? Yeah, that definitely matters. Uh, I mean, the platforms are easy because it allows you immediate that immediate engagement. But there are third party tools uh, like Circle that allow you to build your own private personal communities, much like social networks, um, and engage with with those, you know, directly without having Facebook or Twitter kind of uh, overseeing, you know, that engagement. And uh, I think one of the most popular apps or most popular apps on the App Store now is like Be Real. I don't know yeah. if you tried that, but that's yeah. basically your Oh, you we know, gotta community. connect. You know, of of real people having real discussions, uh, no uh, distorted uh, lenses and uh, um, humble bragging. It's it's just people connecting with people. So, I think that sort of micro approach to social is is one of the biggest up and coming aspects of of connecting. Uh, so now we have to connect on Be Real. Now that I know you're on there, um, and I'm not on there actually. I'm, I'm oh. reading. I read the headline, but I'll I'll join and we can connect and be real. I'll, I will send you an invite. I, it's cool. actually more. I would think it's more my my favorite thing because you have two minutes every day where it says now is your time to post, and you have two I minutes to post wherever you're at. It takes away the uh, the perfection we're trying to put out and puts the authenticity back into. Uh, who we are and where we're at. So I love that so you brought great. that up, that you have, you know, you think about that, those things. And I'm curious, like what you brought up some tools like circle and, you know, I know there's mighty networks and, you know, mighty, there's a right. lot of different, a lot of different tools out there. Um, what, what tools do you recommend for B2B marketers to take advantage of the trends towards uh, that authenticity and connection on, on social media? Well, the tools are there, but uh, you know, a lot of people aren't using them. I mean, most people are on LinkedIn, but they're not doing LinkedIn Live. They're not leveraging uh-huh. the articles feature. They're not using the creator mode, which Google it if you don't know what that is. They're not leveraging Twitter audio. Uh, sorry, LinkedIn audio, which has a real-time audio collaboration piece. Um, they're not leveraging the, some of the groups you can create. So all the platforms have a lot of features that folks just aren't really educated on. Twitter for has circles. Or you can have DM groups or communities now on Twitter. You can also have an email newsletter, which people can subscribe to directly. Um, and you can have your own shop on link on Twitter as well. So there are a lot of features that are constantly being rolled out, and people aren't as obsessive as as I am as far as keeping up to date. But in each of the platforms, there's some place to connect and collaborate. Your uh, 
you, you threw out some great stuff there. Um, and I, I just to kind of put a bow on it, what, you know, putting and throwing out um, uh, a lot of mud at the wall, throwing a lot of mud at the wall and saying, okay, well, there's all this stuff. Like it's almost endless. Um, what, what is like, what's your best um, guidance on how to choose the right strategy for you? Yeah, I think it's to be a practitioner and, and really experiment with each of them. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Be Real just a moment ago, and that I, I read about it. Uh, you know, it's fundraising. It's the latest thing, but I hadn't actually tried it. So people are reading headlines about, oh, Twitter and Elon Musk buying them, or they're reading headlines about LinkedIn or some new feature, but they're not actually rolling up their sleeves and getting their hands dirty and, and trying these things. So dive in and, and try all these features, try real-time drop-in audio on Clubhouse or Twitter mm-hmm. spaces and see what sticks, see what um, looks interesting and see what, what you connect with personally and uh, kind of go from there. And maybe two or three platforms that really kind of generate the most engagement and curiosity. You know, speaking of engagement, this is kind of where I want to close out. Um, I could talk to you all day, but, you know, and also be careful of your time. When you're, you have a strong engagement um, and, you know, I've got you here on camera. So I got to ask, how do you look at engagement and how do you create that kind of engagement that you have done so well? I I think the the fatal challenge most brands have and many people is they make their social digital feeds all about themselves constantly. You know, it's me, 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 look at me, the endless selfies, the endless, and I'm a fan of promotion, don't get me wrong, but the endless self-promotion. And really, you're just not that interesting. Not you, Brian, you are interesting. But as you know, there's always someone or something more interesting than you. So why not shift the focus on someone else? Mm. Raise someone out, talk about someone else, you know, congratulate them, put a, a spotlight on the content they're creating. And it's brands, it's the same. It's just like a product feed or a, a press release feed. Why, why don't the brands focus their spotlight on others, on causes, on employees, on their their customers, mm. and not endlessly on the, themselves, their products and solutions. So I think that would be the biggest advice. If you look at my feed, you'll see a lot about me, but you 80% of it, it's about other people, other mm. things than myself. So Evan, it was it was so nice to be able to actually engage with you here and and have you on Leadtail TV. I love following you and creating uh, and creating conversations, you know, both online on social and now here. And I just appreciate your time. So thank you so so much. Thank you for having me. It's a delight as always. Cheers.